few moments we want to look at the word of God again to understand the protocols of glory the etiquettes that if we want to remain a glory house then we must learn these things so that glory will be a blessing to us and will not be injurious to us we saw clearly how God moved the tabernacle from among the children of Israel and pushed it outside of the camp. And he gave it a name that we hadn't had eyes to see all these years. He said, call it the tabernacle of the congregation. This is the tabernacle their rebellion produced. That was not the original intent of the glory. The original intent of the glory was the tabernacle in the midst of the camp. Where every standard of Israel, every tribe of Israel were given a place in the glory. The camp was built around the tabernacle. But their stiff nakedness, which is what you see in, in church today. That God's children are so stubborn, so rebellious. You can't correct them. Amen. You can't teach them anything. Amen. They assume they already know. Amen. And yet they're bankrupt. Amen. No supernatural evidence that what they claim to have is true. <laughs> I told you how the young man came here to minister and started foaming out his shame. And when as far as saying that even we pastors should recognize the worship leader as going first into the battle. I said, look at this fool. After he finished making noise at this altar, he didn't know where he was. Everything shut down in his life. And a year later, he had come to his senses and, and, and was repenting. And ask him for a second chance to come and address you all and repent of some of those things. But COVID came. And he never made it back here. God's people. God's people. And you know, because Satan was dispossessed from leading worship. So the music ministry is always the place he goes to attack first. Yeah. And through the years, we've gone through so much in our music ministry that every time the glory of God starts moving in great dimensions, you see that pride rise up. That God swore to me, the first group that was here, he said, they will never represent me. They will never sing for me. In this kingdom that Jesus Christ is Lord, never again on this earth. Except their pride and rebellion is corrected. And the more I preach, saying what God said, the angrier, more prideful. 
the more resistant they became. And up till today, nothing. Do you understand that the glory has a price? I mean, if you know that the glory has ways, and no matter how well-intentioned you are, you must bend down to learn the protocols and the etiquettes of the glory. Otherwise, you're going to be by yourself. There's nothing as frustrating. I told you years ago, God said to me, you are like a man in the ocean, and you have soap in your eyes, and you cannot, you cannot get it off. I was learning these things. Pastor Wayne used to say, there's only a fool that experiences everything. He said, to the wise, a hint is sufficient. <laughs> Why do you want to experience everything? Just learn from those that have gone before you. Don't end up where they ended up. <laughs> Glory to God. So I want to show you this, this uh, story. We, we looked at Aaron and what happened to him when God chose him to be the priest. And then one day he lost two sons. And the glory forbade him from mourning. And that's one of the things where the weakest is. So long, the moment our family is involved, we lose all objectivity. We see things only naturally. So how many of you would have quit God if two of your brothers died offering sacrifice at the altar? And now you hear from Moses that you are not supposed to cry. You are not supposed to mourn. And you can't even go to the funeral. Would you quit God that day? How would you have reacted if you came to the Lord Jesus and said, Lord, you know, I want to follow you. But my daddy just died. Can, can, can I go and do the funeral first? He said, no, you follow me. Let the dead. See, you rattle it off. But if I said that to you, you leave the church. And start a campaign against me. Okay, look straight ahead. Nobody knows I'm talking about you. <laughs> you say, let the dead bury their dead. You follow me. I heard people intellectualize. They say, well, he, he, he was saying that let the living dead, you know, the unsaved ones, to go and worry about the natural dead ones. I said, but who was saved at the time? Jesus had not died. He was teaching you a God-priority life. God first. That's what's missing in America. God first. It's not family first. God first. Then family second. Because it's God that gave you the family. And you need to teach your family to serve God. You have to tell your family the truth. Oh, okay. Well, he hawing. This is not amen. <laughs> so, the one thing I know that I have learned personally from God is never to be satisfied with anything God does for you. 
So now, if you hear what I just said, and you hear it fleshly or naturally, you will think I'm teaching you covetousness. No, no, no. The reason you are not to be satisfied with anything God does for you is because what God does for you is not the object of your desire. The object of, desire, of your desire is him. And you can never have enough of him. Hey, I want more. More. God wants you to desire more of him. Not more money. Not more cars. You know, Lord, you know it would be nice to pay my bills and have some money left over. Yeah, that's good. But your desire for that extra money should be less than your desire for him. Did you get that? Amen. Your desire for him should top every other desire. That's how you know the kingdom is first. And he guarantees that everything else shall be added to you. Not multiply because you can't handle too much. Only added. Why is it added? Each one they give to you, then they stop and inspect your heart to make sure that he is still number one. I've been telling people around me, friends that come around, they keep telling me, you are not acting like a jet owner. You are not doing this. You are not doing that. I said, leave me alone. You that are acting like it, where is yours? Don't, don't do this. Don't do that. You know? A friend just said to me, move the candy jars off your desk. Because may show up tomorrow. I said, so? Let him show up. He sees that I eat candy. Sit down. They say he needs to look a certain way. I said, who told you that? I ain't dancing no dance. No. He didn't give me the jet. When I used to see them with their jets, I thought, my God, will I ever reach it? And I look up on the God of resurrection. But glory has price. Yes. Glory has etiquette. Amen. Because that has been the problem. We are so used to religion. We don't understand the spirit realm. Amen. The glory realm. Remember that the Lord Jesus came along and just his presence alone tormented devils. They started crying. What do we have to do with thee? Shouldn't it insult you? If you were alive then, the demons were more accurate than the people. The people didn't know who Jesus was, but demons knew. And up till today, it's human beings that don't know that Jesus Christ is Lord. But every devil knows. Yeah. Hallelujah. And when you hear me saying that secular humanists don't have any power, none of these people have any power. 
What we're missing on the earth are true sons of God. That's what I'm telling Nigerians. We have some of the largest ministries on the earth, some of the richest ministries on the earth. You see people running four or five services, 50,000 people sitting down. But yet, none of them can tell you what God is saying concerning the country. We're missing sons of God on the earth. I was telling my leaders, I said, oh, the UK might become Muslim. I said, no, it's only because there's no son of God. One son of God will turn the whole nation. Dina Biola, the rich Nigerian billionaire, printing his newspaper, printed on the front page that if the horse's money can't be clean, he must be selling drugs. And the horse came down from a flight and they showed him the paper. He held up the paper. He said, anybody that reads this newspaper from today will die. That was the last time that paper was published. Till today. One son of God. You guys don't understand what I'm saying. I can come out of prayer and come to this altar and make one decree against Islam. If you understood what I'm telling you, I can say one thing from this altar and all Islamic clerics in this country will die overnight. Islam can only succeed because there are no sons of God. We have fat belly preachers, rich preachers, but no sons of God. I always ask all these big preachers from Nigeria. I say, you got a ministry? You got four jets. And they're terrorizing us in Nigeria. And you don't know what to do or what to say. And you guys are having endless prayer meetings. But no doubt say it, the Lord. Amen. 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 <laughs> we on, you know. I told you, the mayor of Union City was pointing me out to his chief of police how they would jack me up. I laughed. I said, me, you jacked me up? I left that meeting, came to the altar, and laid here and praying in tongues a few minutes. God said, okay, I will give you a new mayor. I unsat him. In no time, he got sick. He checked out of town and left the position. And I put a young man in his place. I said, which Islam? I said, put your guns down. Let the gods play. That's when you know that you're worshiping a demonic spirit. Because every, the father swore, hey, every knee should bow, every tongue must confess that Jesus Christ in heaven on earth. So what you talking about? Huh? Even in hell. That's why I have the attitude I have. I don't care who you are. You're unsaved? Please. He that is in me. 
It's greater. Hmm. No, it's only among men that we have this debate. But in the realm of glory, everybody knows who the Lord is. The devil said to the sons of Sceva, I know Jesus. I know Paul. It is you that I don't know. Hallelujah. The demons know that Jesus Christ <laughs> No, the problem we have is that the, the current church is praying up a storm but don't have any faith. If I ask you about God, you tell me all things are possible with him. But now he can't protect me. <laughs> it's faith in a vacuum. Not in the practicum. But now watch. Why am I telling you these things? I told you I'm Davidic. Amen. The Philistines took the ark for years until he beat their brains out. And they put it on a cart and said, now, if this kind, these this cows will go towards Beshemesh, to Israel on their own, without any human interference, then we will know that it is this ark that has been tormenting us. Hmm? Watch now, because I'm, I have only six minutes. That's why I'm summarizing. Watch. And they let the cart go and cows under the glory found their way to Israel. And here you are, a human being made in the image of God, filled with the Holy Ghost, and you can't find your way. I wonder what is wrong. Is it not that your will is in the way? Jesus Christ is Savior, but not Lord. He can't tell you what to do. He can't dictate for you. You're always arguing. You're always fighting. That's why you can find your way. If cows. And they came. And the people were down. Do you know they went to look in the ark? When the ark got to Israel to see what's in it. Uh, isn't that, they say the curiosity is the bane of the cat? Hmm? Uh-huh, okay. Oh, that's curiosity that killed the cat. Eh? It's still its bane. <laughs> uh, well, we have a men's meeting. I'll finish that thing in the men's meeting. Because that's the same thing messing with us. <clears throat> okay. Let's move on. Yeah, because the enemy always convinces you there's something else there. And about the time you've lost everything, you say, wait, it's still the same thing. Hallelujah. Okay, now watch, watch, watch. And Israel constituted a worship without the ark. 
Can you believe that every year that they will go through the day of atonement? They offer the sacrifice, and the priest will take the blood into the Holy of Holies with no ark, no glory, and the people were satisfied. And nobody was concerned that they had an arkless covenant. That's the war we are engaged in at Resurrection House. That some of you are so hungry for God, you wanted more. And then there's some that just came to church. And you're teaching them the ways of the glory. And I'm teaching one thing, and they're carrying on another conversation at the back. That's why I keep saying, then why are you frustrating us? Go to Mount Ephraim, go to Mount Everest, go to Mount Horeb, go to wherever. But leave the house of glory alone. If you don't want glory, go to religion for heaven's sake. Because when I get through this series, the glory will surge back. And you will start seeing what you've never seen before. But God will tolerate nothing. He will tolerate nothing. This went on for years. Abinadab went and got the ark from the people of Bethshemesh. After 20 years in his house, some say that actually the sum total time that they were worshiping at the tabernacle with no ark was 40 years. Beloved, Ichabod was the name that was used to describe the departure of the glory from Israel when the ark of God was even captured by the Philistines. And Israel worshipped God and started going through the trappings of religion without the glory. That is the same thing that has happened to the church of Jesus Christ today. We have large churches, excellent teaching and speeches, but no glory, no fire, no transformations, no miracles, nothing. Just size and money. But God is sending a trumpet that's a glory coming. He says this next revival will be very little preaching, but glory. And God is teaching me to warn the people, don't come to church and end up being funeralized. Just as Ananias and Sapphira died in church lying. This is a new glory, a wave of God's glory. That's one of the things we celebrate at Resurrection House of All Nations. We're not celebrating numbers. We don't have it. We're not celebrating excellent facilities. We are blessed, but hey, there are so many better places. But we're celebrating the glory of God, tabernacling with us. We're here in the studio. The glory will fall sometimes, and everybody laboring with me will be on the, on the ground. The presence of God. But when God is that near... There are etiquettes that go with it so that it doesn't destroy your life. That's what we're teaching in this series of messages, how to manage yourself in the presence of the glory. 
during this last uh, glory fall ministry, I was raising an altar in, in a public entrance. And suddenly, I felt like the amen coming from the leaders behind me thinned out. And this wind came from nowhere, blew past me. Hey, these are mysteries of the spirit. But that wind to me was alive. It blew full. What does it mean that the wind was alive? Yes, naturally, physically was wind. But spiritually, it spoke to me saying anger. That God was upset. I stopped the reason and turned around and saw one of my ministers. I couldn't believe it. Talking to my son that was traveling with us about the Uber. Hey. They could have died there. God was very upset. We're not out here doing religion. In the middle of me raising altars. That's why I'm teaching glory etiquettes. I had to stand there and wait. I don't know how long until the temperature came down and the glory returned. And then I moved on and went to raise another altar. And that was when God said, Vanguard altars. Hey. <laughs> I, I had to ask them, listen, I don't remember what that word means right now. And we Googled it and found out that this is the, the, the flank. I, don't, I still don't remember the exact definition. But it, it's like a, a glory moving forward. The forward, the foremost part of an advancing army. Yes, that's the best way to put it. Vanguard altars. That's why the enemy came to snatch it. I was so disappointed in the minister, but I, I, I just skipped over it just to keep my own sanity. But God was upset. You can get killed when the glory is strong. Amen. Well, my time is gone again. But I want to remind you of Jessica's album, Let There Be Light. The light of God's glory. That's what Isaiah 60 promised. That the light of God's glory will arise upon us. But darkness and even gross darkness on the world and the people. But our light shall arise and shine. Let there be light. Amen. Download it. It's all in all the platforms. May God bless your life and celebrate the music of resurrection. Right, the Conquest Conference ministry materials are now on sale. You can order it. You can download it. They're life-changing. They're powerful. You will never regret the $10 or $7 or whatever you will have to pay. The, the information is there on your screen. You can go to theconquestrhfn.com. Or Chicanos or Ministries.org for purchase options. Amen. Right? We won't forget 9-11. So on Friday, September the 8th, we'll have Patriots Observance Day right here at Resurrection House for All Nations and All Nations Sunday, September the 10th. Call today, 770-994-3777. If you lost your fire, hey, if the glory has gone from your church, Humble yourself, call for a prayer of agreement. God will tell you the things to do. And you need to put a seat down where the glory is moving so that God will restore the fire. 
in your own church. Amen. God bless you. We love you. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Get things